to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I'm Kristen, and I am back with a vengeance. <laughs> and along for the ride, an epic journey is Emily. Ooh, hello. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> what journey is complete without comic relief? And that job goes to Zen. Ooh, three podcasters walk into a bar and ask for a mint julep. <laughs> Not now. <Yeah. laughs> Not Later. <laughs> Later. Because okay. today we have a new segment and we're calling it 133. 133 is where we pick a topic, choose our favorite worldwide location that meets that criteria to us, three examples of said topic, and then three pieces of trivia dealing with the location. So, for example, let's say we choose the topic sports. I might say Boston. And if we had to keep it down to three examples, or if I had to keep it down to three examples, I would say the Celtics, Patriots, and Red Sox. And I should really mention the Bruins as well, but we're supposed to be limiting it to three. So those would be my three, my first three. And then the next three would be facts about the location in relation to the topic um, so I would say, did you know that Boston is America's most successful modern sports town? Its teams uh, in the four major pro sports leagues have won championships for 10% of the seasons they've played over the last 50 years. And then I would go on. It sounds like it. nothing, 10%, but I know yeah, it's a lot. I know. that's. I was trying to process well, that as I was reading it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just think, like, each sports league usually is what? Something like at least twenty five. I don't know twenty five teams at least. So if, if they went around, that means like you get a, if at best it's like a five percent chance of winning or four something like that. Right. And, no, and I get it. That. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's just funny to say they're so successful. They've won ten percent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Oh, so okay, got it. Cool. So today's topic is okay. I'm going to reach in a hat, pull out a random yeah, dun, paper, dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 with a carefully selected conversational topic. And uh, what we're going to have for today is favorite food city or country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we'll jump right on that after our sponsor's lovely message. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved. Certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Hey, we're back. And my favorite foodie paradise city place is Taipei, Taiwan. Um, So I love um, that you said that because I have just been engrossed in Taipei because I'm watching an old season of The Bachelorette and that's where they're doing everything. So um, I've been getting a good taste of the whole city. Oh, Taipei, Taiwan is just so cool. And um, I mean... I don't know how to explain it. It's it's a modern city. It's an old city. It's um it's it's uh, Asian, obviously, but also it has multiple cultures mixed in. So you have um, Japanese culture, you have Chinese culture, you have mainland culture from all across the country. 
Um, and then on top of it, you have a lot of um, different Caucasian settlements or European settlements, I should say, at one mm-hmm. time or another. Um, apparently, like I'm Taiwanese, more uh, my parents were Taiwanese, I'm an American, um, and I'm nearly six foot tall. And apparently we might have Dutch in our Ooh. family line. So yeah, I would and, say it's a pretty good chance. Yeah, yeah, and I have long hair. Oh, right now, I have long hair, and it's wavy. I don't have straight Whoa. hair. Whoa, that's you, you, a little well, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it's when it's short, you can't tell. But like when I grow my hair out, um, it's it's actually wavy. So there, it's that's not an Asian thing, anyways. But I, I have a question. Actually, you can tell me if you know. Um, I had a friend who was in Taiwan for a while, and she said that. The Taiwanese prided themselves, they do pride themselves on their manners, and they said it's from when they were occupied by Japan that the Japanese, like, taught them good manners. Do you know about this? To a certain degree, I would say yes. So Taiwanese is unusual. Like, for example, Chinese, like, if you meet an Asian, uh, not fully, right, but if you go into an Asian family's house and they take off their shoes, that's very likely they could be Taiwanese. And the Taiwanese actually learned that from the Japanese. Okay, yeah. So other parts of the Chinese, lots of other parts of China, that's not a thing. You you know, you can wear your shoes inside. But if you're Taiwanese, that's a foreboding thing. Um, Hmm. You always wear, uh, you take off your shoes when entering a house, kind of like the Japanese. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's there's a certain amount of truth to it that um, a lot of the culture was um, assimilated from uh, the Japanese when they occupied Taiwan, without a doubt. All right. So oh, side note there. <clears throat> yep. So um, my first three foods and things and places it would be. Um, the first one would be uh, let's pepper. It's called a pepper pork bun. Oh, it sounds good already. So a pepper pork bun is kind of like a pasty. Um, and, you know, it's like a bread with meat, ground meat on the inside. But what makes the Taiwanese one special is, A, it's peppered pork and green onions on the inside. On the outside of the bun, it has sesame seeds. And they cook it in something like a tandoori oven. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so it's like baked kind of hard, and when you bite into them, it like literally could squirt you. Um, it just like spreads oh, wow. juice everywhere. Yeah, um, it's so flavorful, <laughs> amazing. Um, I've ruined a shirt or two from this. Food. Sure, sure. Um, the first time I had it, I was in the streets of Taiwan. I saw a vendor um, grabbed one of those things and took a bite in it, and um, it just sprayed all over me i actually had to buy a shirt because i smelled like a pepper pork bun (laughs) um the second reason why taiwan's so interesting is um they have a a very famous um restaurant called din tai fung um they're all over the united states now but din tai fung is a dim sum kind of place and they it's actually more like a hong kong style food brought to taiwan started up with Taiwanese, which brought it back to Hong Kong and became very popular. So it's kind of like an Indian company in India making hamburgers, bringing it to the United States, and it becoming popular. 
I could not follow that. <laughs> wait, wait, <what? laughs> so it's like a regional food. Yeah. Belongs to, you know, it's like, could you imagine like if Mexico made the best burgers? It just, you know, and, right, and they put right. the chain back to the United States. Um, I'm going to tell you something crazy now that you said that. Mm-hmm. I swear on my life, the best Mexican meal I ever had was in Prague. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. I don't know how that happened. And I will say, I think it might've been a little biased because it was like, after a long day of traveling, couldn't find somewhere. I was freezing. I was so hungry. Nothing had ever tasted so good. And it was Mexican. And of course I wasn't expecting much and it just blew me away. So that could have had something to do with it. You know, I forget what food TV show is watching that they had, um, there was a lot of Mexicans traveling all over the world and opening up restaurants. Oh, wow. And and because and in the United States, we kind of have a perception of Mexican being a, a cheap, inexpensive food. Right. And then other cultures don't have that preconceived notion. So they're able to do more of the cuisine mm. kind of Mexican. Mm-hmm. And they're becoming very successful. And I thought. When you said Prague, that's one of the places. Like they're going to places like that. Wow. So, anywho, so Din Tai Fung, do you want to go eat something called a um, Shaolong Bao, which is a steamed little bun, um, steamed little? I don't know. Once again, it's, a, it's these juicy little wrapper like things. Like a soup. It's like a soup bun. Soup dumpling. You, yeah. Soup dumpling. That's what it's called. You slurp mm. it out, but don't slurp it too fast because then you bring your tongue. <laughs> Yeah, they're roughly the size of a golf ball, and you put a little, um, soy, uh, what do you call it, soy sauce, a little bit of um, vinegar, and a little ginger on top of it. It's lovely. Um, and for my fact on that one, that was supposed to be a fact, right? I didn't do my factoid. Um, did Tai Fung, you know, we talked about bringing going back to Hong Kong. They won a Michelin star there. <laughs> Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, as far I should do the pepper pork one, as far as the pepper pork bun, um, it's actually not Taiwanese. It's from a region called Fuzhou in uh, China, and um, it's which is the capital of one of China's Fujian province. Um, but when all the soldiers were coming across um, that and came with Chiang Kai-shek and moved to Taiwan... I think they brought some of their foods with them. And the last one is boba tea or bubble nice. tea. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, essentially, if you haven't had one, it's Chinese smoothie with tapioca balls in it. And the rumor is the factoid for this, and they're sweet, they're wonderful. Um, I remember my wife got it for the first time and she hated it because the first time she sucked up one of the bobas, she was like, oh my God, it's lumpy. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to have to chew my drink. She loves it now. But, <laughs> but it was so foreign to her. She was just like, the, so we used to call it the lumpy drink for years. Um, and. Funny. Rumor has it is that it was it was invented in Taiwan. Rumor has it is that there was tapioca somewhere in a kitchen, and someone accidentally spilled the tapioca into some of the sweet drinks, 
And they served it anyway, and people loved it. They served it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no I waste. Mean, that sounds like a lawsuit in the United States. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh, and one last thing before I run off is um, Anthony. The reason why pepper pork buns are so famous was Anthony Bourdain when he went to Taiwan doing the layover, he discovered them. And then now, if you're um, and discovered them, loved them, showed them off. And then, if you're a YouTuber now, if you go to Taiwan, you had to eat one of these buns because they Anthony Bourdain ate it. Oh, yes. And the layover. So, wow. Okay, uh, done. Wait, three, question. three, one. Oh, sure. Uh, hold on. It was at the tip. You, you're talking about buns. Um, uh, what is that? 85 degree bakery. Is that? Oh yeah. From, That's Taiwanese, uh, isn't it? Is that Taiwanese? It, is, I, Taiwanese? it is. Okay. I couldn't remember where it originated from. That's also very popular yes. here. <laughs> 85 degrees C. Yeah. And the funniest thing is you go to Taiwan, like here in the United States, it's just, there's always seems to be like a line around the block. Mm-hmm. When you go to Taiwan, they're, they, they're, they're stores, but you don't see them crowded like they are here. It's just like the norm there. Like it's just your local bakery. I'm sure. <laughs> like I guess it's, so. It's not as I guess coveted. I don't know. There's always like a long line out of 85. Yeah, um, it's kind of like McDonald's in other countries. Oh, in some yeah. countries, it's just like it's a thing, you know. And then you know, in here in the United States, it's McDonald's. You go to another country, it's like oh, it's McDonald's. <laughs> right. Well, you want to, um, I got a factoid about on 85C. Yeah. Okay. So when I was a kid, I actually might have mentioned this in a previous podcast. When I was a kid, uh, let's say my teens, so this is 30 years ago, go back to Taiwan and they would have their local coffee houses and they started making some chains and um, it was just coffee houses, you know, go back another five to 10 years later and every single one of those local coffee houses were wiped out by Starbucks. No. Yeah. So I went back to Taiwan, and it's just like you turn around, no local coffee shops. The chains were all wiped out. And like every other block, it felt like, I mean, not quite that, but there's just Starbucks everywhere. That's Another five to ten years passed by. <laughs> and then I go, and the Starbucks have been pushed back. Oh, yeah. And apparently it was the 85 degrees um, formula. This company said, okay, we want to compete against Starbucks. How do we compete against Starbucks? And they went, we can't because Starbucks owns what they own. So what they did was they said, first of all, we're going to hire a bunch of chefs and they're going to make our drinks. And that's where the salt coffee came from. Mm. So uh, the salt coffee has lots of cream, which almost tastes like butter if you've ever had it. Mm -hmm. And um, so you drink it, you got this kind of savory, buttery flavor, and then you hit this sweet coffee, milky coffee, and it's this combination. Starbucks can't do that because that's not a typical Italian kind of drink. The second thing they did was they said, look, look at all these these Starbucks serve some food but they only could do so much because they're a coffee shop they said and then they went you know what we're gonna sell a ton of food and so they have so many baked goods so what they did was 
to compete against Starbucks, they created a menu and items that did not compete against Starbucks and took them out. That's smart. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And now they're invading invading the US. Excellent. So, <laughs> well done. Okay, so there's your factoids. That's one, three, four. Okay. Okay. I, I have um I don't know how to count mine. I didn't it seems like a really easy concept when we were talking about it one three three but but now that i'm looking at my notes i'm like i don't even know how to did i even do three give it a try we'll go we'll see okay um so my favorite food city i couldn't pick one because food is so good i okay so (laughs) my choice it was really hard and don't laugh at mine because I feel like mine's really lame, but I may have things to back it up. You can we'll justify it. We'll see. Okay. So, make, a, make it up. My favorite food city is, I, I'm going to say, Los Angeles. Because it's. That's it's not okay. cheating. That's it's, good. Yeah. Okay. Because I was originally going to say, like, Orange County, but I was like, that's not oh, really God, a city. No. <laughs> okay, Orange County for the Asian food. So that's what I was like, Los Angeles, Orange County for the Asian food. Um, mm-hmm. Because the justifications for me is, one, which may be a good thing or a bad thing, but it's, like, right in our backyards, so it's mm-hmm. easily accessible. We don't have to buy a plane ticket to go there, like, personally. Other people might. Um, but <laughs> and it's, like kind of affordable depending on where you're going i guess but it's like you you have options you have like the one dollar sign options or you have the four dollar sign options and you can choose um Mm -hmm. and and there's just so much diversity in the food specifically like i said asian food um so i'm vietnamese we've mentioned this maybe before so um I don't know if this is going to go in three food or three factoids. I'm just going to talk and maybe you guys can keep count. Um, (laughs) But okay. So I'm Vietnamese. I used to not really like Vietnamese food because it was like home food. Like I always, I growing up always said my favorite food was Italian food until like meatloaf because i just loved pizza and pasta i still do but now as i've gotten older i've appreciated vietnamese food just asian food in general chinese food japanese korean all that delicious food so that's like all available in you know locally um so garden grove in case you don't okay first of all orange county is a county it's not an actual city it's like made up of like 30 or 40 cities or something like that the list is so long um but garden grove is a city in orange county that is home to one of the largest vietnamese populations in the u.s um so like any street you go down will have good food um, granted, some are better than others, but it's good food. Like, you could find a good bowl of banh mi. What do I say? Pho, or get, like, a really cheap banh mi or, like, all try all, like, the soups. It's not going to be the $1 bowl of pho you would get in Vietnam. But instead of paying the plane ticket to get the dollar bowl of pho, you could just drive there and get, like, a 5 or $6 bowl of pho. 
That's my rationale. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so Vietnamese food, almost anywhere in Garden Grove, delicious. Mexican food, I mean, you have it. We're, it's accessible here. It's delicious. We got Taco Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. Super yummy. <laughs> um, Chinese food, uh, I think Chinese food is more in like the LA area, um, the 626 San Gabriel Valley specifically is really good. Uh, my boyfriend lives up there and he's Chinese. So I've gotten my share of Chinese food from up there. Also dim sum. Yeah, Irvine has become uh, Taiwanese central though. Really? Yeah. So if you, because there's so many different types of food, mm-hmm. Chinese food, Irvine has something like five, six, seven more um, Taiwanese restaurants. So if you like that specific type of food, Irvine in Orange County is where you're where you want to go. All right. Then even bet more justification for why SoCal is a good food city or food area, food location. Um, okay. And then I also said earlier, I used to say Italian food is my favorite. Um, I surprisingly I never think of pizza as my favorite food anymore, but in the past couple of years, my boyfriend and I have discovered mushroom pizza, but not the mushroom pizza that's just like red sauce and like mushrooms, like the truffle, we're talking about like the truffle, like gourmet, like fungi mushroom pizza. And we've kind of been oh. on like, like every, every kind of like gourmet-y pizza place we come across, we see if they have a, like a fungi or mushroom version of pizza and we always try it and see if it's good. Our favorite one is from actually discovered from the chef show, which I've talked about before. That's the, it's on Netflix. It's um, John Favreau and Roy Choi broing out about food. Um, but they go to this place called Pizzana in Brentwood, Los Angeles and it's this tiny uh, pizza place that serves like the best truffle mushroom pizza ever. It's so good. Um, highly recommend. It's kind of expensive, but our more affordable option closed. It was actually down in San Diego. They don't exist anymore, which is sad. But mm. mushroom pizza with not red sauce <laughs> because one time we went to a place that we asked them can you make this a fungi pizza because on their website it said fungi and usually that's like the gourmet that, that's like the truffle that we're looking for and they were like yes of course so we went and picked it up and we opened the box and it was just red sauce with a regular mushroom and i was like oh no this was not what we wanted uh, but italian food it exists. It's really good. Um, I mean, we've got sushi, Japanese food, like sushi, ramen, all the good stuff. And um, if you're into more, I don't know, other cultures, there's like an Ethiopian um, yes. culture, not culture, but like neighborhood, no, area, yeah. uh, in neighborhood, Ethiopian yeah. district. Yeah. district. I don't super know. good. We've got Arabian there's some Cuban food around Mediterranean. I just feel like you don't have to go far. I was from here. Well, Ethiopia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, I and then um, think that's Filipino in town. Yes, Filipino town. And there's like Korea town, and there's little Tokyo. Little Tokyo. Yeah. It's just so yummy. There's so much food, like right in our backyards. And I was like, I can't think of a specific 
international country, so I'm just going to stay here. Um, I don't know what counted as my three and three. I was just kind of talking. I'm sorry. I didn't really, I understood the assignment, but the assignment was not executed correctly. <laughs> I think that's good enough. Uh, but, I mean, I guess my... Oh, hi, baby. Baby. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> baby. She's getting fed soon, so she's hyperactive. <laughs> she needs her food. Yeah. Um, what, I, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to, like, back up, like, if you guys weren't going to accept California. <laughs> no, we don't accept it. <laughs> and I was like, Tokyo for sure delicious food i just like i've only been there once and i didn't try everything but i know it's good and then my backup to my backup was vietnam because like i said you can get on the street a dollar you just spend a dollar for a good bowl of pho um and then nothing like their cafe Shida is like unbeatable on a hot day like we have some good ones here but when you're in Vietnam and you're like on the side of the street, you just order the iced coffee, Vietnamese iced coffee there. Yeah. It's just like, you can't beat it, but you have to be able to deal with like the humidity and mosquitoes. So that's mm. a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay. um, that's my one. I didn't even choose one. I chose like four. I chose like like four, six. Eight. <laughs> Locations. I don't know. <laughs> Did we get the facts? Did we get the fun facts? One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some fun <laughs> facts that are like kind of related to food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, um, did you know that Beverly Hills in Los Angeles started out as a lima bean ranch? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I did not know that with that reaction. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh-huh. Food-related. That's uh, one factoid. Another factoid, food-related, kind of. Again, uh, the Getty Museum. Did you know that each spring, they hire goats to come and maintain their shrubbery landscape to keep it? They, they feed the goats. It's a win-win huh. situation. We have that. them outside of my house. Oh, nice. Do they help? Or Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> okay. a there's a there's a bunch of hills by my house. And like last year we're like I was I came out to just start last year. It's like why are there are those wolves or it's like, oh my god, they they brought out a herd of goats. It's really fun. I like it. I wonder Yeah, and actually like I have the a city? the funniest thing is I have a is it the city's goats? Like who the owns city the city hires them? Oh, okay. They rent them. Oh. It's rent a goat. <laughs> okay. I want to get their number because I'd be happy to rent some for the day. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. That's all I have. And then my other factoid I talked about earlier was 
Garden Grove is home to one of the largest Vietnamese populations in the U.S. So I wanted to ask you, are we sure it's not the largest? I, it is the largest. Is the, I, I was pretty sure, but like I didn't fact check. So I <laughs> said it's one of the largest. Sure. When I was in Vietnam, like for work and students were asking where I was and I would say, you know, Southern California, Orange County, and they'd be like, oh, Garden Grove. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, Garden Grove? Like it's like a small little sublet in right. Orange County, but but it's such a big Vietnamese population that I'm sure they all know somebody there, you know? For sure. I think yeah. actually outside of Vietnam, it's the largest expat huh. outside of Vietnam. So Right. Could be. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay. All right, your turn, Kristen. Maybe you can keep with the 133 we'll see um so i was i think i'm somewhere in between you guys because what i chose it's not actually like it's probably not where like the best food i've ever had is like some of my favorite food would be elsewhere but i was thinking of it as more like a what has the best overall like if i was stuck there forever where do i want to be for good food like Ooh. you know what i mean like so there's a wide range of variety so kind of like what you did emily with um, los <laughs> okay. angeles so i actually chose lyon france um and part of the reason is that I love a lot of the French cuisine. So I love in the mornings, the patisseries, getting baguettes, having the pan au chocolat or like the almond croissants and things like that. Um, and France also has a very large expat community. Like I think they might at one time, remember they were like the most diverse uh, country in, um, in Europe. Um, because of all of their immigrant populations. And so one of my favorite things for lunch there are like the donor kebabs, which you can get from a lot of the Middle Eastern shops. Um, they have really good curry that they serve there as well. So to me, this is already like a really great variety of like different foods that I'd be happy with, like um, being there forever. And then Lyon, I don't know if you guys know, it is actually the gastronomical capital of the world. Um, so they really, um, specialize in high end delicious, like dinner foods oh. and they, they have like a bunch of, uh, highly rated Michelin star restaurants there. Um, and just really high end fine dining. So I feel like somewhere like France and then especially Lyon, you can get a wide range of foods. Um, and also super cheap, like the patisseries that you get in the morning are one euro, maybe less sometimes, ah, you know, nice. just like on teams and things like that. Um, so one thing for their like dinners that they're known for are actually, you can see how much of a like delicacy this is, but a lot of organ meats that they serve. Um, and one like, of their, oh, I'm sorry. Like what? And what kind of food? So, like, things like, I mean, they have their fancy terms for them, but, like, the boiled calf heads and, like, livers and intestines and things like that. Oh. Um, but one of their, like, regional specialty dishes is called the uh, canel. 
And what I found was it was once used as a garnish in Haute Cuisine, and it's now its own dish. It is a tender dumpling that is filled with ground meat, poultry, fish, or vegetables, seasoned and combined with breadcrumbs, egg, fat, flour, or cream. Ooh. Mm. So, I mean, imagine having all of this on top of your, like, crepe for snacks and the artisanal chocolates that have been around in Lyon since the 1800s and the, the donor kebabs and the curries and the patisserie shops. And to me, that's somewhere I could just live out my food days. <laughs> so that's what I came up with. Yeah. And then I found a bunch of fun facts, although they're not specifically around the food, um, but about Lyon in general, if this makes you interested to visit, but um, Interpol is headquartered in Lyon, so you know you're safe. <laughs> um, Good. So if you're curious about that. There's a lot of danger. Yeah. Um, Lyon is also actually considered the birthplace of cinema. So there was the Lumiere brothers, and actually what, at this point, um, I think we claim Thomas Edison was like the father of cinema because he, something to do with the moving pictures, but I the Lumiere brothers... Too. Sorry. In my trying to find fun facts about Los Angeles, I read that about Thomas Edison, too. Right. But what the Lumiere brothers did is they created the cinematograph, which actually projected these and allowed a whole room to be able to watch as opposed to just like one person looking. Um, so they have a lot of like the cinema industry there. Um, they were the silk capital of the world for centuries. They have more than 500 secret passageways in um, the city. And it was actually during World War II, their Gestapo was stationed there, but it was also the headquarters of the resistance. And so they were able to use all these secret passageways to um, get around and communicate. And the city of Lyon was actually founded by the Romans and it was the capital of France, which was at then called Gaul, um, for 300 years. Although it's, I believe its name was Lugdunum, Lugdunum or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did a good thing by changing that. And the hot air balloon was invented in Lyon. Fun. So there you go. Um, Beautiful city. It's the second largest one in France. Um, lots of history there and the gastronomical capital of the world. Nice. nice. Yes. Where is Lyon, I guess, in relation to Paris? Because that's the only. Sure. So it is southeast. It is. Um, I think it's about at the like the base of the Alps. So you actually can see Mont Blanc from a lot of places in Lyon. Um, and it is, it, it's getting into, it's very close to Switzerland as well, like to Geneva. Ah, okay. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. another question, the secret mm-hmm. passageways, are they yes. accessible to like people still nowadays? Like, do you have to like kind of go find them and it's like a fun thing or are they not a thing anymore that's a good question i mean i think they still exist whether they're like accessible i would imagine they do like some tours in Mm -hmm. them um i don't think it's a free-for-all but i don't (laughs) know for sure let's see if we can find that it sounds like it would be a fun tour right kind of like having the paris catacombs yeah i was thinking the uh, seattle oh that too that too 
So it says just over 40 of these are open to the public, each clearly marked with a small identifying seal. So it almost looks like it is kind of a free-for-all for for a few of them. That's cool. I didn't even know that. Self-guided tour. And they are called the Trabouls, the Trabouls of Lyon. I would have read it as, yeah, I would have read it as Trabouls. <laughs> that's yeah the phonetic version if you need to look it up so i i've been to leon i love it i don't think i took advantage of um the whole gastronomy there as far as like those high-end meals that you can get but you don't have to do that to experience a lot of good cuisine in france in general um leon is also considered the capital of lights and every year in december they have a huge festival for that as well so a lot of fun reasons that I think uh, Leon's not often on people's radar. Hmm. Yeah. Now I need to go. Me too. Yeah, you do need to go. What's like we can we can travel again? Yeah. So mine was like one three eight. Something like that. You beat up for Emily. Yes, Emily was all over. You gave her a few extra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's. Awesome. I've, I don't know if I've never heard of Lyon, but you're right. I, I don't hear of people traveling there specifically when they're in France. Right. And it's kind of, obviously you go to Paris and it's, it's a maybe three hour train ride mm-hmm. from there. Um, so it's a great stop if you want to like go to Switzerland, um, but it can be out of the way if that's like kind of not the direction you're going, I guess. <laughs> Everything's out of your way if it's not the direction you're right? going. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. <laughs> there are some that you're like, oh, that's a small detour I can take, but this one would not be. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. It's like kind of close-ish to Geneva, I see. Okay. And then if you went from Paris down to Lyon, you could make a even more slightly another detour to Dijon if you were like mm, for the mustard yes <laughs> um, but I was just trying to see like if you didn't want to just sit in a train for three hours if there were any like little stops you could make sure sure yes cool that will be my itinerary for the next time I am in France <laughs> sounds great yes love it okay well um together i vote that i did not understand the assignment actually (laughs) (laughs) there is no right and there is no wrong i think that's true and even when i was thinking i was even thinking like new york like talk about how you can literally anything there i was thinking new york and then i was like affordability is probably los angeles (laughs) or california and like new york doesn't have a ton of diverse Asian food. And that's kind of like my favorite food, I guess. I mean, next to Italian, but yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. We will try again this one, three, three, uh, with a different topic in a future, (laughs) (laughs) in a future podcast. And we'll see how that goes. Um, but 
In the meantime, thank you for tuning in to this first episode of 133 uh, Category Food City. We hope that you guys had as much fun as we did. Let us know what you think. You can contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older ones on Cuba, London, and, of course, France, just to name a few. And meet us in Paris. This is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.